Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. This segment is going to be all about health and wealth. Imagine that. Okay, wealth and health, whichever ordination you want to put it in. Um, but I'm excited to have this conversation. And you're going to see some extra incredible people on the Mod Squad today. And these are people that have been a part of this conversation long before it was in the 15-hour segment here on Breakfast with Champions. And they are people from so many different backgrounds, which I'm honored to call friends, mentors, um, colleagues, and partners. Um, they've all also been people who I have coached and have been people who I have received coaching from. And so bringing together all of these people, it feels like family to me, but they don't often know each other. And so I'll give them an opportunity during this time to also share a bit. Um, but I'm going to jump right into Storm's request for the 67 day challenge, because that's really where we're going to unpack today. We launched the pledge to the 67 day challenge this morning. You can DM me the word pledge and I'll send you the exact link, or you can write this down really fast, glennlundy.com, hard to forget, I know, backslash 67 day challenge. And the conversation for the next hour is gonna be structured around accountability, blended with the depths of your why. Why stay accountable? Why do the thing? Why show up? Um, we had an amazing segment with Hannah Eve this morning and she talked about the seven layers, the seven layer rule of asking the question why. And so we'll have an opportunity to ask that to the moderators and also to those who are here um, to share and listen. And then lastly, in conjunction with the accountability and why it is all about community. And you might think that accountability and community go hand in hand and they do, but there's actually a little bit more to the accountability piece that I want to unpack here. Um, and so the 67 day challenge, you're like, what is that? And why does she keep saying it? Hashtag 67 day challenge. You can go check it out right now. And I bet you there are some people because we've seen a ton of floods of taking the pledge today already, which will launch effectively Monday. So Monday, August 30th for 67 days, we're coming together to practice Glenn Lundy's Morning Five. If you don't know what the Morning Five is, you can get his ebook for free at themorningfive.com. And additionally, you can learn about it at the 67 day challenge link that I shared. This is it, okay? So it's starting your day without hitting the snooze button. It is not touching your phone at that start of your day. It is writing down your gratitudes and goals. It is getting your movement, addressing the physical component of who you are. And finally, to make sure you're sending a word of encouragement to a friend, a message, a call, whatever that looks like for you in that given day. I find this super interesting. And I was just on a podcast with David Hill, who is another amazing Breakfast Champion moderator on his podcast called The Path to Mastery. I would encourage you to tune in. He interviews people like Tim Story and Glenn and myself and things like that on a regular basis. But we were unpacking the why behind this challenge and I was recognizing that it's less about the seven habits of highly effective leaders. It's less about making your bed or having that moment of self. It's actually a, a moment of being. It's an identity understanding that keeps you accountable to the rest of your day. 
And so when you think about accountability partners, you think about accountability of I might have just glitched out. My hubby's calling me. And really, accountability um, has to start with you. And so whenever I'm talking from a business perspective or even just a health perspective, I talk about creating social contracts. And a social contract is just as simple as us saying out loud, we're going to do something. A lot of times you'll hear people say, I'm going to keep this to myself, or they simmer with it. And it's no different than Storm saying, why not now? Why not do that thing? Why question so much when you can create a social contract simply by raising your hand, simply by taking a pledge and saying, I can do that thing. 75 hard was a challenge that I tried twice. I will continue to try in a different season of life as I found my kiddos and two workouts a day. I'm not going to make an excuse, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it didn't go hand in hand in this season of life. And even though I would incorporate them into those second sessions of the day, it, it ended up losing time away from the things we treasured, which was um, reading in, in bed at night together. And that could be my 10 pages. In fact, uh, I know some good stories in the Jungle Book that have gone deeper than just the surface level of my children's understanding of Mowgli. Um, but I want you guys to understand that in the social contracts that we make on a consistent on a consistent basis, they matter. And there's a couple of quotes that I love about accountability. Accountability breeds responsibility, not responsibility, but responsibility. And so it allows other people, including yourself, to say, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to respond because I have this person or myself, a note to self. So a part of the pledge is you're going to get an actual calendar that you can print out and you can put on your fridge, right? It'll be before you do the thing. You can put it on your nightstand if you want. You can put it wherever you want. And every single day, there's going to be a little additional piece that you can do, whether it's taking a selfie, whether it's showing your favorite quote, whether it's showcasing your meal. Um, it'll be fun and you don't always have to have your face in the picture. So for those of you who are camera shy, stay accountable. But this is one of the quotes I wanted to bring up to start this conversation with the other people. At the end of the day, we are accountable to ourselves. Our success is a result of what we do. At the end of the day, we are accountable to ourselves. Our success is a result of what we do. And so while I've been asked actually a couple times in the last few months and um, to be an accountability partner for people, and I told them, I, I cannot say that I can be your accountability partner, but I will hold you accountable. And so what does that mean? And how do you activate in that regard? Ultimately, as I stay accountable, as I show up, as Storm shows up, as Liza shows up, as Sarah shows up, as Coach Isaac shows up, as Brad and Renee and Nate and Cassandra and all these people show up, when I am still desiring to press the snooze button, I won't. When I am still desiring to go back and do the thing that is comfortable, I won't. When I choose to go into the pantry and eat the thing I shouldn't have, I won't because it's not there, landscape design, right? And so even in our finances, I have a massive vision I have a massive vision to support women across the world who do not have access to the things that I've been given since I was little, to help them step into their purpose, to be that quote unquote angel investor and to see them thrive in that realm, not only so that they can support their family, but so that they can support their community and they can keep other people accountable. And that's what the 67 day challenge is. It's about keeping yourself accountable to something that actually breeds identity, a sense of self, a sense of being that becomes so brandable. And I say this word brandable and I don't mean it fleeting. I don't mean colors. I don't mean Instagram. I don't mean your selfie. I don't mean your website. I mean, you have now branded at the very core of who you are that success is inevitable. That light is inevitable. You're accessing this at the very beginning of the day and you're not putting it to the wayside and saying, maybe tomorrow. And understanding that gratitude and goals, that looks different for every single person. But if we can keep that postured heart, 
our health and wealth, which I believe are success, no matter how you define them, that will be brandable, not just for yourself and for your tombstone, but for every single person for your legacy. And I know with the people that are surrounded in this room, they raise their hand to that word every single time, I wanna leave a legacy. I'm on a mission to leave impact. And we wanna make income in the process, sure. But the income is not for me because I have learned that if I keep my hands wide open, if we exist in a postured heart, in a place setting, that what is put in position in front of you, even if it's a little and he can trust you with that little, he will give you plenty. It says this biblically. And it's been proven in my own life. And so why, when I get money, should I keep money? Tony with the keys, who is incredible and actually wrote the Rise and Grind song that we play here every single morning at 5 a.m. You guys, 12 hours ago, I was dancing to that song and I still have energy. And I practiced the morning five and I truly believe it's because of things like that. Those are the highly effective leaders of the world. The people that you keep accountability to because there's a response ability to watching them. So if you want an accountability partner, come here. If you want someone to keep you on track, come here. If you wanna watch and you wanna bear witness to the many, the plenty, the wealth, the health that will come, the fruit that will bear from the trees of the people who are willing to do the work, to weed, to seed, to grind it all up, to give it all up, to start anew and to pass that fruit to people, this is the place to come. Breakfast with Champions is a family. Breakfast with Champions is a mission. Breakfast with Champions is a brand. And so the question that I want to offer out first to the moderators who have been simmering with this concept all day, I love them, I'm so gracious to them, grateful for their graciousness, is what keeps you accountable? And in that what, why? What keeps you accountable and why? I'm sure your minds are spinning and that was really fast. So Michelle, Justin, Kristen, share. Michelle, go girl. Oh boy, you have no idea how timely this question is. Um, so for me, the, the first thing that comes to my mind on what keeps me accountable is not wanting to ever go back to being the person I used to be. Though there are some good things about um, my personality in the past or, or some experiences that were good in the past, the who that I was, the behaviors that I displayed, the actions that I took from my past led me into places that I never want to be again. And that is what I think about when it comes to situations that could um, potentially um, mess up or, or not mess up, but distract me or get me off course. So, um, and, and the, what was the other part of the question? The who or, or what? Um, yeah, the why, the why, the why, I think what keeps you accountable and why and why? Yeah. Okay. So I guess that would be the why the, what would be, um, self-reflection. Um, and I think I was listening in towards the end there when Storm was talking and one of his points was, um, having people in your circle that can, um, you know, come to you and basically, uh, check you. Um, and Tamara, you know, uh, you have been that person in my life a few times. And I know there are, are a few others, um, that you're, that we're both connected with that have done that um talk with that i can say hey here's what i'm dealing with or here's how i'm feeling um and kind of like have that sounding board and see like am i off base or am i on track or off base um not only doing it but other people will start to notice and i have to pay attention when they start commenting about those things to say okay what is it that they're seeing that i'm not seeing and what do i need to do to address that and this is Michelle. That's so good, Michelle. And so such a humble place to stand. 
response we get is not what we want. And so I love that you're willing to put your place um, or yourself into that place. Does anybody else want to answer that specific question? Share, Dr. Justin, Kristen. Hi, guys. Okay, so this is speaking in this room. I've listened in our early morning. I really admire all right now because it's my first Oh, time. my gosh. And let's celebrate. You're, you're, she participated in 75 hard with so many of you guys she keeps me accountable and how she shows up so Sarah, i'm excited for you thank you well your board is incredible how thank you for that this is just a so it's accountability to my daughter. Um, she's 20 years old, so she's an adult, actually. But um, I recently separated with my ex-husband. And um, I feel like when we separated, I felt really so I just changed um, the story. Right, the script, right? So I've been working on myself a lot the past uh, few years now. And it's amazing because I'll tell you, um, this is something I, I didn't think I would share anywhere because it's private just between her and I, but I think it's safe here because nothing's recorded. <laughs> and I trust all of you. But anyhow, um, we went out the other night and, you know, she, I just finished 75 Hard last week. So I was like, you know what, she wanted to go out for a burger and I said, I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm gonna be with her and do this. I'm done my program. And so we're having a burger and you know what she said? Mom, I just wanna say I'm so proud of you for everything that you've done. And it was just the best compliment of my life because she was telling me, she said, the way that you are on social media is the way you are at home. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I could die happy now because really I do things for myself obviously I do things for the Lord um but like really the people that need most are family right and so when she said that to me it was such an honor such a privilege and it, it meant that you know I'm really walking the talk and I I'm really I'm really being who I say that I am and for her to say that it was um it was validation you know from someone that means so much to me and so I don't know if that's answering your question, Tamara. It but, does, um... 100%, and it's so powerful, and I thank you for being vulnerable um, to it. I do want to be transparent in the fact that we are not recorded right now. We're doing hours of podcasting eventually for when I already tuned in and subscribed to that, you will next just like this, so you, you can do so but share it is a moment that you cherish and hold heart forever um, and I think that accountability to from our children and to our children is such a powerful place because they do see us offline right so that um, that integrity piece is, is what happens when nobody is watching. But I found, especially with my little ones, six and eight, that uh, they're always watching, even in the time they think they're not. So thank you so much for sharing that. And we will uh, continue on to anybody else. Hey, champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. Yes, yeah, so Dr. Justin Mosley here. And my what came from my near-death experience. It really woke me up to the fact that, yes, I was living my purpose, but I was playing way too small. And really processing the fact that, what if my story would have end here? Is this how I want my story to end? What would legacy would I leave? What impact would I have made? And so now I'm going all in on the impact I'm called to make and really 
having people around me, friends and colleagues that are on the same mission to make an impact in people's lives, holding me accountability, holding me accountable to the impact that I want to make. Because the reality is we all need accountability. If everyone could hold themselves accountable, everybody would hit their goals. They would hit their wealth goals, their health goals, their business goals. But we hold ourselves to a lesser standard. If you say, I'm going to go work out every day at 6 a.m., but all of a sudden that, that alarm starts going off, we hit snooze, you know what, we can start a little later. Or we can miss just today. We, we, let, the, we let that happen ourselves. But if we have a workout partner to hold us accountable, they're counting us to be there. We're like, you know what, I'm not going to miss. I'm going to get up. I'm going to be there. And I don't know why. We care more about letting that other person down than we do ourselves. If it was just up to us, we would let ourselves down and not show up. But having that accountability partner, we don't want to let them down, so we will show up. So I do think it's important. I wish we could all hold ourselves accountable. Like that's what Michael Jordan says. He, he was so good because he held himself to such a high standard more than anybody else held him to. And that's what worked for him. Most people, they can't hold themselves to that high of a standard. So we've got to have the people around us holding us accountable. So appreciate this topic. Thank you for bringing the accountability piece today, Tamara. And I'm Dr. Justin. Thank you. Yeah, Dr. Justin, I love that so much. It, th- it makes me think, too, of, of how, right? There has to be a way. If Michael Jordan can do it, I don't think that keeping ourselves accountable is an innate thing. I think it's something that he practiced. I think it's something that he showed up for time and time and time again, or he was so locked in. And I think when I think of you, I think of you as being so locked in. To, to the vision, to that legacy piece, to, to living life abundantly because of that um, scenario that unpacked in your life. And so I think that through the 67-day challenge, and, and let me understand for most people, the 67-day challenge is what I learned from David, actually, the, um, the average of what it is when they did a study of how long it takes to actually have a habit. You might hear of a 21 days, but that actually is a myth in comparison to the longevity, sometimes 295 days. So let's start out with the 67 and we'll work our way to the 295. But in that experience is to know that we are gonna be setting gratitude and goals on a daily basis, right? And so if you're doing that and you're seeing that vision in gratitude and in goals, one, you see how affirmation and you see how God continues to deposit gifts every single day for you to be able to reach that goal. And that goal was not given out of flesh. And I think a lot of times we get confused when that, and there's, um, you know, Marcus Black and Ashley Faye speak to this for, and they have a conference coming up in Dallas in October, and it's about embracing your ambition. And I remember when Marcus stood on stage and he said, he wanted us to write down like our biggest goal and our biggest dream and, and how and why that's not being currently achieved and why we don't step towards it. And I told him when he got off stage, I said, Sometimes I feel like that big, huge dream is is pride-centered or egotistical. And, and why do I have this massive vision? And is it because of me? And he looked me dead in the sockets of my soul. And he said, nobody else has that big vision. It's a God-gifted thing for you to want the thing that you want. Now, this is of the spirit, not of the flesh, because we want things of the flesh that we may and should not have, so says Storm. And so it's this recognition that accountability comes in practice, especially for thyself, but it also comes in the people we're connected to. And we hear this, you're the sum of the five people. Um, There's a saying that says, if you hang out with chickens, you're going to cluck. And if you hang out with eagles, you're going to fly. And this is a room of eagles. And you hear every single day how it's changing people's lives, how Rising Grind Show for almost a thousand episodes has done that. And that's what we're going to be a part of the Grow Your Business for God's Sake Challenge or Challenge Conference coming up because of the challenge. I see Elisa in the room and we're so grateful, Elisa, for you to be here right now. And I would love to hear um, any words of wisdom that you have in regards to accountability. And she's here in a beautiful flower garden. Does she hear us is the question. Okay, well, she chimes in. We're still glad that she's here. Let's move on a little bit to the follow-up question to this segment, right? 
when we're talking about accountability, we ask the question, what keeps you accountable? I love Michelle said our past self, right? Our past self will keep us accountable to the future self that we're going to be. Our children, as share, um, share, shared, I'm going to have to figure out another word, share mentioned, share di divulged to us because it was an intimate experience. And then that legacy piece, right? I love so very much from um, Dr. Justin. The follow-up question I want to ask you in that accountability and the why is the connection to community. And how do you choose and who do you choose, not just an accountability from um, a friend-to-friend -friend experience, but as a mentor, as a coach, as a trainer. We have a lot of those people in the room right now. And so I'd be curious, you being that person, how do you choose someone for yourself? Kristen, I would love for you to chime into this because you have been such a mentor to me over the past couple of years. Are you here with us, friend? I am here. I am here. Good evening, everyone, or good afternoon, depending on where you are. Uh, my name is Kristen. Um, I am a good friend of Tamara's, which I hold most highly. Um, but I'm also the CEO and founder of a new social media company called Food Quirk, um, focused on um, how everyone eats. Um, thank you so much for having me be here. Um, you know, before I answer that question, I did want to just bring one piece of perspective um, on the original question. Um, I think accountability is crucial. Um, and I would agree that uh, accountability with thyself is the most important. Um, and it's, you know, I kind of think about it as, um, you know, kind of the you, you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help anybody else. And I think this kind of goes into the community piece, Tamara, that you're talking about. Um, but part of my health with accountability is the ability to say, okay, I, I'm, I am flawed as a human and I'm not perfect. And even though I'm holding myself accountable to the best of my ability, sometimes I, you know, I have a really hard day and sometimes you know, I'm not feeling well and I, I can't get up in time to actually go for that run. And a part of my health is acknowledging that and and being accountable to my own self and, and, and saying, okay, Kristen, you know, you're at this point in time, yes, you should be up and doing your morning run because that is the commitment you've made to yourself because it, it is a domino effect for your entire day. And it's that me putting on my oxygen mask so that I can continue to be accountable to myself and others who depend on me throughout the day. But I've learned with myself that I need to pay attention to that, that voice that says, and it's not a lot, but it does pop up from time to time. And instead of feeling guilty that I'm not doing that, I have that conversation with myself, be like, okay, I'm going to give myself that grace and I'm going to be able to then, you know, come back to it when I'm in a better state of mind. Um, so that's the piece that I wanted to share with that in relation to the first question. But the second question in terms of, you know, community and mentorship, um, I think it goes back to what I was just talking about. Like I cannot be, I cannot be good to anyone else that I serve. That's, you know, my husband, my kids, my dogs that my kids never remember to feed them. Um, and, and the people that I work with on a daily basis, you know, whether that's my job or my passion hustle or, you know, my mom who's, you know, who lost, you know, my dad. Like there's so many different people that I think we all serve on a regular basis and that's our community, right? And, and we're accountable to them because our relationships with them are important. They're important to us as individuals. They're important to us as, as families. They're important to us as colleagues. And, um, you know, for me, I, that's such an important part of my life, serving others. Like I get most gratitude and most joy out of depositing, I'll use your word, depositing into other people because if I can see them grow, wow, what an amazing feeling that is, you know, and that's the whole like give versus get, right? Um, but I, I cannot do that unless I am whole myself and being accountable myself, but also being, giving myself that grace to be flawed every once in a while. I'm Kristen and I'm done speaking. Oh man, so much blessing in that. Liza, I see you clapping. Did you want to comment or you're just cheersing her? 
Oh, I was cheersing her, but I would also love to comment, Tamara. Let's hear, girl. I've been driving through a rainstorm just now, so I was hesitant to pop in due to the distraction of loud rain on the windshield. But what I absolutely love about this room, which is just almost impossible to find in one place in this world, is the amount of servant hearts that we have here. And, and so, much, so many times when I want to talk about the why and the what, many people have already gone down the same path that my mind was going. And so I, I, I don't want to uh, rehash what other comments have been said. But two thoughts I wanted to share right now is first, what I've found about accountability is I've definitely had a lot of accountability partners over the years in area, all areas of my life, uh, a lot in the health space, a lot in the work space. And um, I believe that accountability partners are a great starting point for us. But I found that until I'm able to have true personal accountability, until I get to a point where I want that goal or I want to get to that next level of life so badly that I'm not willing to let anything get in my way, an accountability partner will take me to a certain point, but then it has to come back to me. In fact, Bill Hauser, uh, I think it was a week ago on his segment, uh, was talking about goal achievement. And he said, until you are so attached to your goal that nothing stops you from charging forward, that's when you're willing to read four books in a week in order to learn what you need to learn to move forward. And so I think uh, around accountability, accountability partners absolutely need to get us started. They can get us to a certain point, but it, at some point in that journey, it has to be such a strong desire inside to grow and to move forward that we have to have it upon ourselves. So um, that has been a learning point for me. And then the second thing that you asked about community and, and coaching and training, where I have found that coaches have helped me the most um, is really in, in raising my lid. Across my own journey, I found too often, I was almost incapable of seeing the next level of achievement in my life. And as soon as I just had somebody lift that lid just a little bit for me, my mind was blown and all of a sudden I could progress forward so much faster. So when I'm looking for someone to help coach me, it's really to help see something that I have not been able to see before. And I'm so grateful for the coaches uh, that have been in my life. So Tamara, thank you so much for letting me comment. This is Liza and I'm completely. Yes, so good. And your sound was really good. So wherever the storm was, it was okay. I love this so much. And I think as you were saying that you said, take off the lid. I'm like, wait, where's this going? I'm so curious. And I know so much so that you have this, um, first off, your mentor who is your father, had the joy of meeting. I was literally, I told Glenn, I'm like, oh my gosh, can he be my grandpa? I love him so much. Uh, he is amazing. And what a wise man to have alongside you. And of course, I don't know the storyline to um, the intimacy of your childhood, but I can tell by the joy that he walks in and the joy that you emulate when you walk in, that there is a symmetry that it could come from nobody else but God himself. And so he has helped you lift the lid time and time again and then to be able to position and I think that's an important word for us to recognize to position new people into that realm because once we hit a specific glass ceiling and we've talked about glass ceilings in this room before once we hit that until we're willing to bust that lid to the next level which can you know eliminate fear or cause fear we need to eliminate the fear in order to do that we have to then rise up and allow new people to be positioned into those places where that person has deposited enough, right? And so I'm, I'm grateful to, to know you and excited to get to know you even more. Thanks, Liza. All right, you guys, I see, I hear a flashing mic. I cannot see it. Who wants to share? Jump this, in. Oh, is, maybe this, she doesn't mean for that. Yeah, no, this is Gata. Hi, yes, Gata. Hi. <laughs> Long time no speak. <laughs> yeah, so a part of accountability, we have to be, <gasps> you'll be hearing kids in the background. So, you know, <laughs> what can you do? Mom mode too. So this is what I want to say about accountability. It's huge, especially when you have a big support system. And being accountable for our actions in more ways than one and being determined and disciplined, like uh, Storm was saying, because when you discipline yourself, you're also 
putting yourself in setting yourself up for that success. Like I'll give you a quick example. I was determined and I kept being accountable for myself to the point where I got blessed by Walmart donating a pallet of school supplies for kids in need for Saturday's rally. So also being accountable is not giving up, but it doesn't mean not to give yourself grace and not to be able to get down on yourself if something doesn't happen. You know, give yourself grace, forgive yourself because you cannot control everything that happens because as an event planner, SHIT will hit the fan when you least expect it. But how you become accountable to that is how you handle that situation. So thank you for this platform, guys. It really, it's shedding a lot of light, especially with the five eyes storm. I'm going to message you to get uh, the information from you later. And I want to respect the time for everyone. So this is Gata and I'm done for Gata, I loved that last comment is when it hits the fan, how you respond is how you like perceive and activate accountability. Um, and in that there's utter grace. And I think that that's the experience that we have to have on the other end of holding someone accountable, of being a coach, of being a mentor. I know we have some personal trainers in here um, and fitness enthusiasts. I would love Stephanie or Cassandra to speak into it from this realm. Do either of you guys have a moment to share? Okay. Love you guys. All right, here we go. We're going to go into this other question. And I think this other question is going to literally lend itself not only for a moment of conviction for all of us, and that can sound hard, right? Like you're here for motivation, education, inspiration, but as an activator, as somebody who likes to activate purpose within you, I believe that only comes with a bit of accountability through conviction. And what I mean by that is it's going to like maybe twinge a little as I ask this question, because it, when I heard it for the first time, I literally didn't, I didn't have the answer and I had to practice it. And I've been practicing it for five years. And so two questions, but the one we're going to specifically unpack. The first question is what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of person? You hear the question, who do you want to be all the time? But what kind of person is that who? And the question we're going to unpack is, do you see your habits aligned with the personal values that you have in life? With that what? What kind of person? With your personal values, do you see your habits currently aligned to that? I saw Stephanie, was it? Were you running across the room to get your phone? Let's go. Sorry, yes. Um, that was, oh. <laughs> and then Cassandra. Sorry. Um, I, um, I think that is such an awesome question because I know for myself, like, what do I want to be? I want to be a motivational person for others. I want to show them that amidst the busyness of life, this is possible for you too. And that positivity is possible. And so I feel like, yes, all the things that I do every day, I try to show as raw and real as I can when I get on socials. And I try to show that like my kids are here and welcome to life. And you know what, maybe it's 8am and I still haven't showered or when I get on my morning motivations, but I want to show them that positivity is possible and all the glory that's within them. And so I try to find the glory within myself and speak to myself the way that I speak to my people um, and show them and show myself that real is beautiful um, and that strong is beautiful and that those are all okay things. Um, and so I think that the what I want to be um, directly does correlate with what I show, but we need to walk the walk and talk the talk at the same time. We need to show by example, not just our words. Mm, so, so good. There's a, another quote that I wanted to share that I feel like parallels so perfectly right here is that good men are bound by conscience and liberated by accountability. Bound by conscience 
and liberated by accountability. And so there's that secret place, that conscience place, then that accountability, which parallels to the activation, right? Because when you're accountable, then you do, then you will, then you be. And I am really not in the business of, of what you do. Like passing business cards here on this app is like totally not my thing. And I love that Breakfast with Champions allows for us to show the depth of who we are before we ever even know what we do. And, and what you just shared was beautiful, Stephanie. And, and, and nobody even really even knows from that but they've just found out another layer of your being, that you are real, that you are strong, that you're positive, that you're motivational, that you believe in the glory within other people and you help them rise to that occasion. If you're looking for new copy for your website, you should use all of those things and I wrote them down. And so awesome, thanks for sharing. Cassandra, I know you're up next, let's hear from it. Hello and thank you again for uh, this phenomenal space and what a phenomenal question and great topic. And, you know, when it comes ultimately and stuff, that was beautiful share as well. Um, and when it comes down to it, uh, the person, the woman that I want to be, that I strive to be is, and I know this, this may sound a bit morbid, but <laughs> I think about when people when people are show up to my funeral that day that that happens. I want people. I don't. I don't want to be known for my accolades or you know my accomplishments or what this and that and that. I want those people to be saying and stating, "Man, that woman loved hard. Man, that woman impacted my life." You know those sorts of things. That's that's the type of um, woman I want to be. I want to be the type of woman that impacts people to the point where they they ultimately embrace their inner greatness that they that they feel empowered and motivated and moved to be that the best version of themselves to be that you know that better person that person that loved harder that person that served harder that person that gave all that they could that you know that truly truly loved unconditionally because when it comes down to it what we're all striving for what we all need and what we're all looking for is that ultimate love acceptance and fulfillment and what better way to get that than to give that so ultimately that is what I strive to be the woman that I strive to be and I would say that I I try my hardest <laughs> to make sure that my my habits and my you know my day-to-day -day routine truly aligns with that and um, inspires others to be truly the best version of themselves and this is Cassandra and I am done speaking Cassandra I love it I love you I love that we got to see each other even if it was just a moment when I was in Denver last time um, and I loved love as you're talking through it, it made me think of all of the other examples that you gave of what we strive for. And it made me think of Galatians 5.22, which says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, my word, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And the part of that, that verse that always stops me in my tracks because yeah, I want love. I want a lot of it. And I want to give a lot of it. Yeah, I want joy and I want to give it and peace and, and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. I'm learning. But forbearance and self-control. Forbearance is to hold back. Forbearance is to wait. Forbearance is the process of patience. And when you pray for patience, God will give it to you in an answer you're probably not waiting for. God, I need patience. Okay, I'll wait. Let me make you wait another five years, then you'll figure it out. Self-control is accountability. Self-control is this exact conversation of habits, right? It's this exact conversation of raising your hand and saying, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make this social contract. I'm going to take this pledge. And instead of choosing these other things, I'm going to do this for 67 days and I'm going to see what comes of it. I'm going to see not only the impact that it's going to make in my life,
but the impact it's going to make on all of those connected to me. I love challenges. I actually love adrenaline connected to challenges. If someone's like, hey, let's go jump off the mountain. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Hey, let's go. I haven't jumped out of an airplane. So if anybody has access, maybe I can jump off of Grant Cardone's one day. Um, but it's this knowing that like, if there's an adrenaline factor to it, I'm in. And I think it's because of my past life and my desire to, to live in a thrill and know that I can also do that alongside God the Father. Because he's a God of action. He's a God of adrenaline. If you fear, and we know that fear and excitement are the same thing, it's just the phraseology of how we perceive it, then that's adrenaline. Every single time you talk, that's why when you hear people share on this app, you hear that, that flutter in their throat. That is a part of our Father. Love, peace, kindness, forbearance, goodness, gentleness, self-control and forbearance is the conversation here. And when you think about that in parallel to wealth and health, it doesn't feel fun. It doesn't feel like the adrenaline rush. It feels like a long game. And a lot of us, because of how we've been raised in this microwave society, we want the thing right now. And so my encouragement to you as you take this pledge, and I want to hear the investment from the incredible people in the room, whether you're a moderator or not, if you have something that you would like to share in regards to forbearance or self-control parallel to accountability, how do you do it? How do you actually do it? Not because we strive to and then there's grace. I'm all for that. I mess up often. I am totally an imperfect person becoming every day. But beyond the grace, because I have grace, beyond the grace, because everyone in this room in their accountability has grace, how do you stick to it? How do you become like Jordan? What's the self-control look like to you? Who wants to share? Dr. Michelle. Love the question. Um, for me, one of the first things in that process was is the ability to or willingness to remain uh teachable and open-minded and when i say teachable i i go back to my earlier statement in um commenting back to what storm uh shared and that's being being willing and open for other people to come in and provide correction and provide guidance um and in that when I'm hearing that there's something um, that needs to be addressed, I can then take that information and as I'm going throughout my day-to-day, -day, be self-aware. Um, one of the things that I have committed to this year, specifically in the health realm, is uh, the choice. I, 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 am, I have had challenges with being a picky eater, um, which is things that... Um, kind of had developed in my childhood and this year I committed to trying new things and so sometimes when I have a conversation with someone and I mention oh no I'm, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like that and they come back and say it's the you know the the normal statement of well how do you know if you've never tried it I have to be self-aware to realize one I made a commitment this year that I'm going to try new things and two, I just put out in the atmosphere that I don't like something that I don't know that I don't like and someone checked me on it. So I have to um, continue to be self-aware of what I'm doing, what I'm saying, and what actions I'm taking. The more that I do that, the more that I'm open-minded, the more that I am self-aware, the... Um, easier it is for me to address whatever it is, work through it, and the less likely I will be doing those things that are not best for me. Um, and this is Michelle and I'm done speaking. That's really good. And you're so right. I mean, that self-awareness is essentially stripping ego. 
Um, if you've done any, any work in the emotional intelligence realm, it's the knowing of thyself that we've talked about before, but it's not just self. It's, it's in conjunction with the environment and in conjunction with your relationships. So it's yourself, your relationship and your environments cohesive into this E3 experience. And I think that it's really important for us in every given scenario to be in that space of how do I strip my ego? How do I come to a place of self-awareness that what I'm saying is not by my own ego, but by my own willingness to learn and my own willingness to teach simultaneously. And I love that you said that remain teachable and open-minded is so, so good. One of the things I think that inhibits a lot of times is failure, right? Like we are afraid in this idea of self-control and forbearance that we're afraid that we're going to fail. And that's the whole reason that we have accountability. And so there's this back and forth teeter-tottering between ego and pride and shame, which I talked about also on David's podcast just a bit ago, because it's something that I'm really in the midst of, of unpacking in my own life. And so I, I want to continue this, this question in regards to self-control and forbearance. How do you practice it and how does it help you keep accountable and help others you know to keep accountable? Solana, I see you flashing, girlfriend. Hello. Hello, beautiful people. I just, um, all I'm thinking is uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added and his timing is perfect. And when I find myself in my flesh, in a mess, okay, in a mess, absolutely, then it's not him, it's me. But when I find myself show up and do and be obedient to what he said for us to do and be, then I know that I've surrendered. I know that I let it go and I gave it to him. And in due season, it will come to pass. And just thinking about, you know, this mountaintop experience to make it to the mountaintop and, and you're up there and, you know, people are cheering you on and everything looks great because you made it. Like you really don't want to stay up there. You got to get back down. You know, you got to, you got to go back through the valley. Sometimes people don't like to see what you have to grow through in order to be who you were really truly meant to be. They want you to be ready made. I know I want to be ready made, you know, but it's take, it takes one step at a time by faith. And then when you show up and you know that you know that you know that you know it was God, then it could only be him. So I just, um, I love to, I love to keep learning. I love to stretch myself and I love to start over. Joy said it this morning, like you can press the restart button and you can, you can learn new, a new way, but it's by surrender. It's a sweet surrender. Just give yourself away. So that's what I think of it. So beautiful. It made me think of so many songs as you were saying that verse and just even that last part. Cher, I saw you flashing so fast. And Dr. Justin, I saw you on mic. I wasn't sure if it was an accident or you wanted to share. We've got a couple more minutes. I'd love for two more to go. There. I'm calling you out. Me? Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Sorry. It's all you, girl. Yeah, you know what? I was just going to say thank you so much for sh sharing that. Um, I feel like when I'm, when I'm surrendering and I just, when I know that I'm not in alignment, uh, that it, that's exactly it. Like it's not God, it's all of me and it's my flesh and it's, 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 <laughs> it's going in the wrong direction basically. So at that moment, that's when I just get silent and I surrender everything. And then in that moment, that's where you just feel lifted. You just, you just know the presence is his presence is there and it's the best feeling ever. I just, um, it's very hard to describe, but, um, I just wanted to add that to the conversation. Um, my name is Cher and I'm done speaking. Thank you, Cher. Dr. Justin, did you want to share? Yeah, for me. So what drives me after processing my near death experience and realizing this isn't how I wanted the story to end. I have a legacy to leave. I have an impact to make. And what drives me is I don't want to get to the end of my life and realize I could have done more. I could have given more. I could have made a bigger impact. And like I was saying earlier, we, we, we can't keep ourselves accountable as much as we, when we have that accountability partner, we don't want to let them down. So I think it comes down to, well, anchoring to God, he's your accountability partner. 
So God's given me this vision. Who gives me the right to not show up to enact this vision? So that's what I'm looking at. It's like, he's my accountability partner. He gave me the mission. So he, he's got my back too. Yes, I might fail if I get out of alignment with that. But if I stay true to him, he's going to pick me up every single time and keep me going to make this vision a reality. Goodness gracious. You guys, he's one of those people who's like, like Glenn calls us sleepers where they come to the table and they just mic drop. And he did that for me at our mastermind in Florida, actually in uh, Kissimmee, Florida, where Glenn is right now for his mastermind. Um, and it, it has always stuck with me because you always bring it back to that place of, but what does God say? And is, is he speaking it to you? So even in your surrender, is it, is it in an alignment? Are you willing to let go? Are you willing to grasp hold? Because if your hands are postured open, then at some point you've got to be able to pick up and you've got to be able to pick, put down. Um, and so I love, I love that. As we come to a close on this hour, I wanted to uh, circle back to the, to the word that I said about failure before. And a quote by Dr. George Washington Carver that says, 99% of all failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. And since we started this conversation about creating new habits, about taking the pledge to the 67-day challenge, why not now? Why not say yes? Why not commit to something new that might be outside of your comfort zone? I had a client earlier and she ended up going into tears over the conversation because she was telling me about her current situation, health and wealth associated. And I said, let's just stop for a second and unpack your perfect day. What is your perfect day look like? I said, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, tell me what it is. And she went so granular, which I love so much. She went down to where she was positioning herself in her house, what she was drinking, what she was reading, what was happening around her, the experience of her entire day, what she'd spend her time doing. She incorporated her animals, her family, cooking, reading, sketching. It was a perfect day for her. And I said, why can you not live that perfect day tomorrow? She said, because I have an obligation to my job. But if you have an obligation that is out of alignment with your mission, are you actually doing what God has asked you to do in obedience? Or are you walking in disobedience because the world says you need to do this thing? Or your bank account says you need to do this thing? Or the diet says you need to do this thing. I believe in the freedom of living a life that is purposed, the freedom of living a life that isn't perfect because nobody has a perfect day, but you can always pursue joy. You can always pursue love. You can always pursue every single one of these fruits of the spirit. But if you're making habit out of making excuses, you'll never say yes to day one. You'll never actually accomplish the dream because you're not willing to release the thing that feels comfortable. She's comfortable, but she's comfortable enough that she's not content. Comfort and contentment are different. Comfort is complacency. Contentment is abiding. I am so content and what I get to do every single day. I'm so content with the time that I just spent with you all, even though I could have been with my kids. And so I want you guys in this 67 day challenge, not just to take the pledge because everybody else is around you doing it in community. I want you to take the pledge because there's a deeper reason to your why. Because the outcome of doing these five things every single day it changes everything. And it starts your day in that state, in that mentality that I can, and I will, and I get to, rather than I have to. You guys, we're at the top of the hour. If you have no idea what I'm talking about with the 67 day challenge, DM me the word pledge and I'll get you all the things. 
But on Monday, we're going to be taking this pledge. And this is going to be 67 days that we're going to be able to come together in Lexington, Kentucky at the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. And we're going to celebrate. And we're going to hear the testimonials. And you're going to get to stand on stage too in order to receive not only a gift of recognition, a gift of hallelujah, a gift of praise, right? And so knowing that this is a social contract with thyself, but you have a team of people, you have a community, you have a family who is willing to partner with you towards your success. We will not let you down if you don't let yourself down. Don't make an excuse, say yes, not only to the pledge, come to Lexington, Kentucky, be with us. And if you can't, we will still send you all the love via mail, but it's gonna be a party. And I love to play and I love adrenaline. So there will be loud music and fun and all the things that Glenn gives us at 5 a.m. and more. And I am honored to spend this last hour with you all. Thank you to each of the people who participated and ultimate thank you to the people who listened, who listened, because I know that that sometimes is harder to do than speaking. I love you guys. I'm so grateful for Breakfast of Champions and I am passing the mic. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.